0: sweater you're wearing is
1: this a new sweater i'm wearing
0: no no it's very bright red it's, it's bright red it's nice, it I, bet, nice I bet i bet you it's, i bet you it's five or six years old is it oh that's i mean for some of your sweaters that's fairly new you've got some you've got some long I've time sweat i've got sweaters older than you this the one i'm wearing thanks for asking is brand new do you like it it's oh. very comfortable
1: it's too bad it's got the coffee stain on it I'm ju- oh, no I just <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be very that would not be past my my I just I had a I just got a new backpack that because I've been walking I walk to the studio now for all of our classes and stuff because it's just a couple blocks away from the house which the old bag I had was not great for walking. So now I feel like you know a nine year old boy walking to school but it's very I can fit it's like a purse I can I can fit so much in it.
1: How, how do you know it's like a purse? Well, I
0: feel like Your this is what a purse is. Yeah. Well, it's a back purse. But anyway, the the sec, the sec first day I took it out into the world, I, I was at a, a place playing Mass. It wasn't here. And I set the backpack near the piano. And near, under the piano, there was like some sort of paint or tar or ink or something. And it got on my new backpack. The first time I took it out. So I'm very weary of stains on new things because I can't get it out now.
1: And I was... I was really sad about it. I'm sorry. That's a sad story to start. By the way, uh, who
0: are you? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. My name is Michael Puppis.
1: And we're going to feel sorry for him today.
0: (laughs) Oh, woe is me. Oh, no, that was last week. Oh, that was
1: last week. Woe woe is me. I am doomed. My backpack is doomed.
0: This wonderfully outfitted priest in the red sweater next to me is Father Herb Weber.
1: Hello. And I'm wearing... uh, The other thing is I find red goes well with black.
0: Oh yeah, those are nice colors. Those are yeah. those are the colors of Cardinal Stritch High School. Red and black. Yeah, those are their
1: school colors. Okay. Yeah.
0: What were your high school colors?
1: A green, green and gold.
0: Oh, those are nice. Yeah. And
1: yeah. the the nickname for Audeville High School is the Big Green. The Big Green. They they never really had a mascot as such until many years later. But the sports reporters because they were always known for having tall players. Yeah. Started referring to them as the big green. Wow. And eventually they created a, some sort of mascot who looks like, a, <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, uh, not a jelly green giant, but a. Like a Spartan? Uh, well, no, but much more. No, it would be like, I'm trying to think, it, it, not a historic person at all, but. Maybe yeah. something out a caricature
0: okay yeah. that's i think it would be great fun to be a mascot i i was roommates with Freddie falcon my senior year yeah. well, th- but you didn't know that because well no are he they, didn't are sit they, around.
1: aren't they supposed to keep it secret
0: it was a secret yeah there were we had some clues throughout the year we were suspicious he came home and he coughed out feathers when <laughs> um,
1: he yeah he never went to a basketball game with you because he was yeah there. well that was some of we were
0: like why is he not wanting to hang out with us at the football games he just would disappear but there's
1: more to that story but okay let's get into Luke all right okay so here we are it, you said last week how much you like ordinary time. This is still ordinary time. I'm still loving it. We have all of, all of uh, February Yeah, in, before we get to Lent. This is a nice year for that. So Luke 6, we went from Luke 4 two weeks ago to Luke 5 for just one week, and now we jump to Luke 6. And in between, there's a couple of verses that are skipped. It's basically Jesus went up in the mountain to pray. So this is when he's coming down from the mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's very significant because the passage starts when it says Jesus came down. And you wanted to say, where, where did he come down from? Was he upstairs? He was up in the mountain. Taking a nap? He was praying instead of
0: sleeping. Well, that's why I will <laughs> never amount to anything close
1: to what Jesus was capable of. <laughs> right. And uh, he, he came down with the 12. So that means I started... Last week, he started putting his team together, and we had Peter and Andrew and James and John. Yeah,
0: see, they needed a mascot. That's what's been missing all this time. Which one was the mascot? It would have been a big
1: fish. (laughs) (laughs) Not a walleye. Not a walleye. All right, keep going. Okay, so we're going to read this gospel. This is the Lucan version of the Beatitudes. Which is the lesser-known version. And it's very different. Because Matthew 5, people know, Matthew 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. Yes. Matthew 5, verses 1 and following is very well known. This is very unwell known.
0: But we're going to make it well
1: known to you today, friends. In Matthew, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. This is called the Sermon on the Plain.
0: Really? I did not know that. Yes,
1: it is. It even says he came down from the mountain and then he talked to them.
0: But it's, it's nicknamed the Sermon on the Plain? Yes, it is. So the two Gospels don't even agree on the fact that one was on a mountain and one was on a plane?
1: Symbolically, it means a whole lot of difference.
0: Can we get into this a little?
1: Uh, Yes, we can, after after we read the scriptures. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so I'm going to let you read the the first four blesseds, and I'm going to read the woe, the four woes. Okay, that sounds good. the transition is... uh, I'm going to finish the rejoice line. You get to say rejoice line, and I'll be... I'll start with uh, for their ancestors. Okay.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all of Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day.
1: Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, would you rather be blessed or woad?
0: <laughs> I w- <laughs> well, I don't know. This feels like a trick question because uh, those who are first shall be last and those who are last shall be first. No, no, no.
1: You wanna, the answer is you want to be blessed. Oh, good. Okay. Because that's already turning the things upside down. You have to remember the people of the time thought that being rich, having food to eat, having everything go your way, being well respected by everybody else was a sign that you were blessed by God. Yeah. And Jesus is talking to people who basically are not rich and they are excluded mm-hmm. and they are looked down upon. And so when he says, blessed are you, he's already, uh, being, I'll, I'll use the word radical. He's being very radical in the real sense of the word radical, Yeah. radical, R A D I C A L. Thank you. Comes from the Latin word radix, R A D I X, Mm -hmm. which means root. Think of a radish. A radish is a root. Sure. So the uh, radical means that right down to the root of who you are, Mm -hmm. you're approaching this differently. So Jesus is basically turning the world upside down. And you eat the radish and throw away the visible. Yeah. You, you, you don't eat the stem right, or the green part. So Jesus is saying not just the poor in spirit, as Matthew's gospel says, but downright poor. Right. And he doesn't just say those who hunger uh, for righteousness, but those who are hungry. I'm, it's almost lunchtime. So I know. I was I, just thinking about you, cause you, 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 you. People don't know that we, before we started this, you already put in your order for lunch. I did. I'm just trying to be efficient with my time. Yes. Okay. It's, so you're thinking about lunch. What? and I, Meanwhile,
0: I'm just sitting here hungry and not planning. I, <laughs> I, I think you're mad because I didn't invite you to
1: lunch. I... <laughs> I, I don't get mad over that. I, oh, good. You get I, revenge. No, I just oh. I go to my own office, close the door, and, <laughs> and sit down and cry. Well, at least I complimented your sweater today. Okay. Uh, and so it, it's the whole thing, why why is it presented as the Sermon on the plane and not the Sermon okay, on the mountain? Okay, yes,
0: let's get back to that. Because the top- topography of a mountain is quite different than a plane. So are we to assume, and maybe I'm being too literal here, that maybe he told this to different crowds at different
1: times. Oh oh you're you're concerned that there there's two versions of the same thing?
0: Well, I'm just like to say one was on a mountain and one was on a plane. If if we're actually doing
1: if this is a recount of the same moment. Well first of all you're being incredibly literal. Well you're forgetting that the evangelists are not trying to record history. They're trying to record a teaching yes. in a in a geographical, spatial temporal sense. In other sure. words, there's time and space. So they'll always talk about things. Right. I love the image that says Jesus came down from the mountain. He had been up there praying Yeah. and he joined the people who were still on the plane. It's probably a whole lot more why Luke chose to talk about it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Namely that Jesus was among the people. He was one with them. Um mm. uh, He's on the same level as they are.
0: Well, before we read it, yeah, that's what you said. You said, and there's great symbolism in the difference of location.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was telling you during our intermission between podcasts about the the homily that Father Ken gave when he talked about the road to Emmaus. And he said, the beautiful thing on the road to Emmaus is Jesus walked with the people. Hmm. You know, this is also in Luke's gospel, chapter 24. Right. So, uh, it's not that Jesus was sort of like in a golf cart next to the disciples who were r- walking on the road to Emmaus. He walked with them. Even and, in, and Jesus is on the same level with us. He enters our world.
0: Even in last week's gospel, Jesus was in the boat with the apostles as they were fishing. Yes, right? yes,
1: yeah. He he went out to the deep water with them. Right. Very, very well said. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I've I've done a few of these episodes with you. Yeah. If you, if only you can learn what to do with your backpack when you're playing at the piano, so you. Well, don't, no, don't put it under it. It's going to get a stain on it. Okay, so, uh, so the woe. Woe is the, the other ones. It's it's woe is, uh, it's a word we don't use a whole lot, but it doesn't really mean you're condemned. Yeah. But you're in danger, you
0: know. Be be leery or be. Yeah. Be cautious. Be on guard.
1: Be on guard. You're in trouble. Yeah. And so woe is the person's rich. And again, Luke's gospel really is the gospel for those who are on the fringe of society. Uh, definitely people who either feel like they don't belong, they don't have all the stuff. I I sometimes worry about this and it's not just me, but sociologically speaking the catholic church in this country at one point was the church of the immigrant hmm. we were we were the poor people yeah we were the the newcomers we as a church were always the ones on the edge now what has happened is partly because we were told if you want to be successful get educated mhm Partly because we, we built a, an incredible school system, and we did educate many Catholics. sure. So lots of Catholics are highly educated now, and definitely above the if you take the general principle of uh, you know, median median income, mm-hmm. above the general median income of society in general. Mm-hmm. So Catholics are no longer known as the poor. Now, that's not to say there are not poor Catholics. Of course, of course there are, and there are still uh, immigrant Catholics. <clears throat> but we, we no longer are identified, uh, say, as, as much as we were a, a century ago. Okay, And I wonder all the time if in the process of that, if we've lost a little bit of uh, what it really means to be uh, a Christian. Like sometimes we equate it with, well, I'm successful, we forget that we have to be one with the poor. We really have to find a way to do it. And not just helping people, yeah. but when we are with others, you know, getting to know people as people and not just looking down or giving a hand out, mm-hmm. but actually walking the road with them, being being on the plane. Instead of the mountain. Exactly. Okay. So maybe we're the ones who are up, still up in the mountain sometimes. Maybe we're the ones who look down on others.
0: While we were reading this, uh, gospel passage today, it reminded me of a prayer I came across, um, called the litany of humility. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. It's a, uh, a Catholic prayer. Uh, I, I was just looking it up on the internet cause I wanted to share some of it. I, I would recommend maybe if people wanted to pray through this in their own time, uh, if you just Google it, you could easily find it. Um, But it's an interesting, it's an interesting prayer because it it takes a lot of what we would normally pray for and kicks it out the door. And these are the things, I'll just give some of the examples. Um, It says, from the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. I'm kind of skipping around, but I'm trying to give you a flavor. I I hear
1: that. Well, I, I was at Father Ray Fisher's funeral last week, and the the priest that was preaching said that father ray had left a note with his uh funeral plans the priests are always are supposed to have our funeral plans on file
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he had left a note he said ideally the priest who will preach at my funeral is somebody that did not know me so he won't talk about me and instead he'll just talk about the scriptures yeah wow and and the priest in fact, who homilized, did know him, but also paid attention to what Ray said, and basically did not give a eulogy. Mm-hmm. Maybe some references to priesthood itself, but not really a eulogy as such. Okay, and that's hard to do, but sometimes we get we get stuck on ourselves very quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I say: the the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain. Both cases, it turns our value system upside down. Mm-hmm. And we have to say, what really matters? And in the kingdom of God, it's not about power. It's not about prestige. Mm -hmm. It certainly is not about getting our own way. Mm -hmm. It is not about uh, having all the answers even. Sometimes we have to be very honest and say, we don't know.
0: And that's okay to be able to say. Yeah, It's not a sign of... Stupidity, or well, for some people, it (laughs) was. Quote Father Herb Weber, (laughs) yeah,
1: but then to simply say, uh, I am, I I always keep thinking of uh, Peter who put his foot in his mouth so often, and yet he was still chosen to be the head of the apostles. But yeah, he said some really stupid things, yeah.
0: I think the psalm, though, this weekend, too ties it together nicely that it, it doesn't all just fall on our shoulders because the re- the refrain that we'll sing this weekend in the responsorial psalm is blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Yeah. And so it almost goes back to that whole thing that we were talking about, you know, in the gospel of J- Luke, I don't know why I couldn't say the word Luke in the gospel of Luke, Jesus journeying along the side of the people in the stories being on the plain instead of the mountain that, you know, to put your hope
1: in the Lord means that you don't have to do this by yourself. And what a wonderful thing to admit that we can't do it by ourselves. And that's why prayers of petition are still important. It's not like a, a, a wish list. God, I want you to do this, this, this for me. Yeah. But mostly the value of it is where I admit I can't do it myself and I have to rely on God.
0: Well, even back to the litany of humility that I just read, every response to each part of the prayer is, Jesus deliver me or um oh where's I scrolled past it Jesus grant me the grace to desire it right yeah, yeah. so again it's it's a hope in in something bigger than just yourself to help you through it
1: so um, with this in mind you look at the other readings of the sunday and we start with the prophet jeremiah and the opening line is, Oh, yeah. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Wow.
0: He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste. salt and empty earth. It's a beautiful spring-like image. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. But, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is. is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. Yeah, these readings, are, they are paired well together. This, this is one of the most visual readings we've had for a long time, and that's good old prophet Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah uh, did not have an easy life. But he's basically saying... Did he get a stain on his backpack, too? Oh, worse than that. They they threw him down the cistern, and there was no water there. It was just mud. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, and he was yeah. literally stuck in the mud. That, <laughs> that's where the saying came from. Probably.
0: Don't be like Jeremiah. Yeah.
1: But I was thinking about the tree near Standing Water. We have this beautiful maple tree over by the pond on the east side of our, the church property. Yeah. And it is such a wonderful tree uh, year-round. It's beautifully shaped, great colors, uh, it's green all summer beautiful red in the fall yeah it's by far the healthiest priest a uh, priest health, health, <laughs> healthiest tree i'm the healthiest priest here oh. uh, but the healthiest tree on the land that
0: <laughs> i that was a great slip of tongue yeah. i was is there were you thinking of priests while you were thinking of No, the tree? i was thinking about the tree the the well the red it was the red it was the sweater the, the red leaves that's of the tree. it
1: sure it was of course no yeah. no not at all
0: <laughs> i mean the trees you know, talking about salt in Jeremiah, a lot of the trees in our parking lot suffer because of all the salt from the winter, right? Because they're and along the
1: highway. If anywhere you drive, you'll see that. Yeah. So we, it's the, the readings for this Sunday. If you put those together, it's basically saying folks be honest, be honest to God, Hmm. be honest before God. We're not going to make it on our own and that's okay, but admit it. I think that's the perfect place to stop. I can't say
0: any more. But that won't stop you. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're wrapping this up. All right, friends, uh, have a great week. We'll see you this weekend for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Amen.